right, Patrick, we got a lot to cover. I'm telling you. Like, I mean, yeah. where do you I want mean, to... Oh, I don't know. Uh, we got no, PGA stuff. I mean, this PGA Live Tour thing. Now I'm invested because of you, so I read all the things. And it's like not going away. You know, I mean, oh, my God, Howard Stern's trending today. He's got. He thinks, you know, he calls Phil Mickelson a complete sellout, and he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, it's interesting. But we can, I mean, we can get to that. There's there's a lot to Yeah, cover. there's a lot there still going on, especially mm-hmm. in the, US, the U.S. Open kicks off tomorrow. Which is which is interesting. So uh, I I guess we should start with so it's we're taping this. Uh, it's Wednesday morning. Uh, what nine thirty six ish? There's some there's some rumblings, I guess, that the Supreme Court opinions today okay. may may. There's some indication that may include the Dobbs versus Jackson, which in essence is the uh, Roe v. Wade opinion that the draft leaked, Alito's draft leaked, caught it, caused all the uh, controversy and, and news cycle. Uh, was that now about four to six weeks ago, I guess, maybe six weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned on that. We actually may still be taping this. If it comes across the wire, I'll let you know. It'll be like breaking news podcast. Breaking news podcast. I mean, don't like, we, we kind of know what we think the verdict is going to be, right? I mean, well, it's a ruling. Let's be a clear. ruling. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. For uh, I, Unless I yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we think we know. Did anyone change their mind? And if so, would then that be perceived that, the pressure worked or we don't know who the leaker was yet. Um, so what this would do in essence, and again, my limited legal background, which is nothing, um, it would make abortions illegal in Mississippi. And then in essence, the country with the Supreme court ruling after 15 weeks, then obviously it would also, I think the, if the, the way the draft was written, many states, Texas and Oklahoma and others, would interpret it as a complete um, elimination of Roe v. Wade. And then they would put in, you know, there's some, tr- they're called like trigger laws that they have on the books that would maybe drop it to 10 weeks or four weeks. Again, I, I don't know all the different states, uh, what they would put in. And then those would probably make their way back to the Supreme Court depending on the, the final draft and the way it's written and how far they take it. If they completely say Roe v. Wade was bad legislation, it absolutely has to be up to the States. Um, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what, what the final draft language is, but um, so yeah, stay tuned. Could be 10 o'clock. The other, the other big case is uh, out of New York. It's a gun carry case. Uh, oh. it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what all the, the, the gun, um, you know, legislation, you know, looks like, by the way, the 10 Democratic and 10 Republican senators, a bipartisan group. Keep in mind, that's an important number because you need 10 Republicans to pass any legislation unless you had the filibuster. Uh, so they have um, agreed in in principle to legislation. And again, it's doesn't go far enough, in my opinion. I think there's a lot more they could do and have done. It's a start. Uh, I think some of the main things that it does is it allows 
background checks to go into juvenile records. Mm -hmm. So if you have a 17 or 16 year old commits a crime, a violent crime, you know, in essence, in many cases, when they turn 18, those go away in terms of a background check. And this would allow them to go deeper into a juvenile record to determine if they um, can can uh, apply or get the, 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 the gun. Uh, it would provide a significant amount of money to states to to Im implement and then execute red flag laws, which would be a, you know another step. Um, there's some uh, women who are abused. Uh, the, you know, there'd be yeah, the boyfriend loophole. The boyfriend loophole uh, would kind of hopefully go away. So listen, it's you know there's mental health uh, funding money involved funding. So it's something, it's something. The red flag laws, right? So essentially, yeah, the red so I said, yeah, yeah the you money, said that yeah. like, and, and red flag laws essentially mean like if, if, okay, this, this kid in Uvalde, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we did find out, I think it was even a couple years prior to him doing that shooting. I think he had an incident or he had threatened a school shooting or threatened yeah. a shooting. Yeah. So basically if someone reports that to the authorities or FBI, they could place a red flag, uh, law on him right that would that if he went to buy a gun that would essentially pop up you know that he can't buy a gun at that time um yeah. or he'd need a lot of further background screening before he could actually buy the gun so it could be a deterrent maybe for these younger people that have that do seem to make a lot of threats sometimes online before they actually do something. Uh, yeah, but I, I agree I, with you. There's, you know, I think we all wanted, right, ra raise the gun age to 21. Um, I do think there was something in here about a national background check. Am I wrong? That yeah, not, yeah, there's, they're not calling it universal, but there's like a pause to do a deeper background check. Yeah. Uh, Which you said, you know, like, in Maryland, right, you already have, is pretty extensive. Yeah, if you Maryland's a 30-day waiting period, and then, with each, which with each weapon or gun, I should say, you have to wait another thirty days. Like you can't go out and buy like ten. You know, uh, listen. I wish it had. I wish there was some sort of restriction on high capacity yes. uh, weapons or age requirements or co-signing if you didn't want to raise the age. I think there could have been some of that. You know, would have really strengthened this legislation a little bit more. Uh, but I got to give Chris Murphy, who Democratic senator from Connecticut, a lot of credit. You know, he realized that he was only going to get so much, but he made sure, obviously, Connecticut being, you know, the home of Sandy Hook, you know, the, oh, the yeah. terrible shooting. So uh, I give him a ton of credit for at least, you know, kind of navigating these these waters and, and getting 10 Republicans to uh, agree to something. And then, you know what, states can still, like New York imposed an age requirement or age minimum, you know, if you know, a lot of times what you hear is it's like the cluster of States geographically that cause problems. So for example, you know, Illinois can have very strict gun laws, but you could come across from Indiana. You could come go to Michigan, Michigan or like New York can, and then Pennsylvania may not. So, you know, I do think these governors uh, can maybe, you know, better work in, in you know, I'm, I'm calling it clusters. That's my word. But geographic, you know, state clusters that maybe can prevent some of this, right? Mm. Um, 
because you know, it seems rare. I mean, you've had your case where somebody comes from Florida and goes up to New York or vice versa or drives from you know Arizona to California, even though they're next to each other. Uh, but it, it seems also rare that somebody goes three, four, five states away to do to do something like this. Right. So um, I also think there is something in and again, I should have it in front of me, but I'm looking at what in the legislation that something about resale reselling weapons or the better licensing for like uh retailers and and these some of these shows so um listen every little bit helps right every you know yeah, I mean, I think the hard part, like to your point, right, is this still has a long way to go. So, you know, um, like to actually get to the president's desk, right? I mean, that's it's got to pass through both chambers. So it's like, gosh, yeah, but I think unless well, like, one yeah. of the senators changes his or her mind on the Republican side, it should pass. All right. I mean, unless a Joe Manchin decides, like, no, in West Virginia, which would just be. Then he would get crucified, all the stuff that he's blocked on the Democratic side. But I listen, I would think this this gets through. I think this gets through pretty easily Um, because, listen, if 10 senators who are part of the negotiating committee all have agreed to this in principle, my guess is you'll get some more senators, too. Right. Because, you know. There's nothing in here, in in my opinion, there is zero in here, which a senator should vote no to. Zero. Right. So. Um, okay, well, that's a good sign. You know, yeah, you're so right. That's a, so that's progress. Um, I think the Supreme Court will, although I do think the Supreme Court, the New York gun case is about uh, having to prove must carry or, or that you need to have a gun outside of your home uh where if this gets struck down um or i should say if they win the case then like a maryland law where you know i have a i have a permit in maryland but i can't carry it right i can only go to the have it in my home go or go to the range right i would have to show cause that i would need to carry it like i'm transporting money my life's at risk for my job, whatever. And then you would, you know, some submit an application and either get approved or not. That would go away in theory, depending on how the court rules and what they, the opinion, uh, you know, says, uh, which, you know, kind of would be like at the same time you're making progress, you have all this, you know, I'd be able to walk around Maryland with a, with a concealed weapon. So, um, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it goes. All right. Um, what? Okay. Where do you want to go next? I mean, lots going on in politics. So obviously the January politics 6th, and sports. You know, politics we had, and um, sports. You know, you and I were talking before we came on. Jack Del Rio, who's the uh, defensive coordinator for for the Commanders, um, made some comments about the January sixth hearing. So you have the January sixth hearings going yes. on. They began last week uh, in prime time on Thursday night. And then they continued on Monday, although their uh, main witness, former um, uh, a Trump um, aide or. Um, uh, no, he was higher than an aide. Stepien, I think is how you pronounce his last name. 
uh, said he couldn't make it due to a family emergency and had his uh, attorney make a statement. You know, I, listen, I. He was a manager, Trump's ma- okay. campaign, Trump campaign manager. And then the second, well, what would have been the third hearing was scheduled for today. They postponed to tomorrow. My thinking is they postponed it because they know maybe a ruling's coming out or they expect a ruling to come out on this major Supreme Court case, which they wouldn't want to be conducting a hearing with all the news breaking about this because that would just that would just mute basically their hearings. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm conflicted, not on the hearings, I think, and certainly not on what happened. I've been clear about that. I'm not sure I think the hearings are accomplishing what they want. But, you know, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll like see. In what way? What? I thought the first night was, I thought Benny Thompson droned on way too long to kick it off. I thought Liz Cheney was good in making her a lawyerly case, but I'm not sure you should be making a lawyerly case at this point. I think this should be, yeah, to me, their goal is two things. One, convinced, and I call it 10% of those on the fence, Right. Listen, you have all the people in the Trump camp who believe the election was stolen. They believe his lies. They believe everything the guy says. Let's call that 30 percent. Then you have certainly 50 percent of the country, maybe more, um, who are completely anti-Trump and even more so believe he contributed and or was culpable uh, in the insurrection with his election lies and incitement and so forth. So that leaves, I call it 15 to 20% who, you know, are in the suburbs who uh, really maybe don't like Trump, certainly think the insurrection was just terrible for democracy. But at the same time, you know what, they're looking at gas prices, they're looking at inflation, they're looking at cost of living, they're looking at all these other things and they're saying, you know what, I have to focus on that. I can't be focused on it. So you're trying to, to me, reach them. You're trying to convince, let's say, 10% of these people who still might vote for Trump in two years, two and a half years. No way. This guy's as bad as they said. He caused this. It's, 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 it's a siege on democracy. And no way. And or convince the DOJ, potentially, that there is something there to charge him with, which I doubt. I think it would have happened already. And therefore, he cannot run again. So I read an article and on um, that. Oh, hold on. That's all right. Thank we, you. Got call, we got calls coming. Are we taking yeah. calls now, sir? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should actually <laughs> on our podcast. Live, should, live calls? Should, yes. You know what? That's an enhancement. We could take live calls. That'd be oh, awesome. That'll be great. Uh, oh, my God. Hold on. We'd have to be live to take the calls. Hey, Mom. It's I'm Mom. Working. Oh, that's right. Did I call you by mistake? Yeah. Can I call you back? I'm doing the podcast with Patrick. Hi, Mama Frazier. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Bye. Okay. All right. Mine is my mom will be the first caller. Uh, not to my, talk about so anything. So Sarah Frazier's mom's the first caller, and yeah. it was by mistake. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, well, the so, Janu- I mean, I think you're right. Yeah. Don't you think part of it is they're trying to build a case, right? They want to bring criminal charges against President no, Trump. No, no, I don't think that's You don't think I so? Think, I, think, I think if there was enough evidence to, to charge Trump, he'd be charged already. 
right? Really? Pure and simple. So they, they don't have enough. They don't have enough, is my opinion. Okay. Without a doubt. Yo, listen. Incitement's hard to prove. I don't think there's the they've looked at all these they looked at all the evidence. If there was enough, Merrick Garland, they would have charged Trump. Trust me, if they could charge Trump, they would have charged Trump. Or McCarthy or anybody close to him. What I do think, though, is two things. One, as I said, you got to convince that 10%, this guy can never win again, never win. Because if he loses that, he can't win. He just can't win. Okay. So they, they, the Democrats accomplished that. And it should be a, it should be a bipartisan thing, to, to be honest. And it, it's actually a shame it's not in some cases. <clears throat> some Republicans have said it, it, it should be. The other interesting point that I've read is that, remember right after January 6th, the Democrat house run by pelosi um went ahead with a second impeachment on trump based on the january 6th event and many at the time said that was a mistake yes it would pass the house it was quickly put together you knew he was out of office within two weeks and you knew the senators at the time run by republicans there's no way they were going to impeach Trump at that point. He was on his way out. There's no reason to vote to impeach him at that point. I think one or two signed on, and that was it. What would be interesting, though, think about this, is if this hearing was his impeachment hearing. 18 months later, a lot of time has passed. I actually think right now, I'm not sure you'd get 10 Republican senators, but you might. You might. Yeah, you'd be close if you didn't have 10 of them. And if he was impeached and convicted now, I don't believe he'd be able to run again. Now, there's some constitution, you know, somebody a lot smarter than me would have to make. But it was it's interesting. Like, maybe they should have waited till the investigation was done. Like an impeachment hearing right now, I think, would be capturing more attention than these hearings. That's Mm -hmm. just my opinion. Um, I think the first night of the hearing on Thursday night, and it aired everywhere. Uh, I think only did twenty million, which is not great. You don't think that, I was actually? I thought twenty million was a lot. You didn't no. think that was good? No, and that and that was only they watched part of it. Um, I don't know. I don't think listen, it was on like every. Was I mean, obviously, you know, we aired it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was on all the networks. Fox News moved it to Fox Business, uh, which you know obviously was was interesting. Uh, but Fox Five in DC aired it in prime time, and um, I don't. Know. We'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. I just think like you know, like the attention span of the American public is a two hour movie. Why are we dragging this out over six hearings? Now you've had a postpone one. Witnesses now aren't coming in. Daytime, ten like. Jimmy, it should have been, they had a great video. And the word great, I mean, only in the sense that it really showed how terrible the day was. Right. They should have started with the video. They should have had Trump's idiotic comments that day, you know, superimposed on the screen with his voice, the text messages. Um, It should have been more powerful, right? And no offense to Benny Thompson. I'm sure he's a nice guy, you know, congressman, congressman. from Mississippi, but he talked for like 14, 15. Like, I didn't want to hear Benny Thompson. Like, let's go get into this thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, good points. I mean, and I think you're right that that is probably the goal. 10%, you know, if you can turn 10% against him or, you know, build enough of a case that he doesn't, he can't run again. So that's, I think you're well, right. That, I don't know that you can do that now unless he's charged. Yeah, and right. It, I, I think you're right. right. Where an impeachment and an impeachment conviction might have been able to, enough to, where he couldn't run again. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what else going well, on? We have, go ahead. I'm, well, I'm curious what you think, you know, where we're headed um, as far as the economy. A lot of, uh, just so many stories coming out. Housing prices are falling. You know, we know inflation is crazy. Feds are raising the mortgage rates. I mean, you know, people are saying in 2023, it's going to be really bad in this country. You know, we know obviously crypto crash. We know it's, the markets are it's bad. It's bad now. It's bad now. But, you know, I was even seeing videos. Now, again, this these are just like videos that like you know people in agriculture are posting but they're saying you know you just wait like even chicken is going to be 17 dollars a pound i mean we know biden Biden biden's toast and listen (laughs) i have people telling me oh inflation's high in europe yeah okay you know what we're the united states right sorry it doesn't matter if it's also high in europe Tell that to a family who can't afford groceries, can't get baby formula, can't get tampons now, right? Like, sorry, he, he was slow, slow to the baby formula thing. His his press secretary was asked this week about the baby formula. She couldn't even answer a question. She had a she was flipping through a book, like you know, like when your parents catch you lying. Like, <laughs> like she. By the way, she's she's struggling mightily. The press secretary is stru- struggling by Um Well, maybe she, oh, she's only been on the job, what, a month, month and a half? I mean, well, I, you know what? It's almost like, you know how sometimes when the food, this is going to, I'm going to try to make this analogy. You know how, like, you, you order food and the kitchen screws up, and but unfortunately, the, the, the waiter or waitress gets the brunt of it because there was really nothing they could do, Right. Maybe that's how she is. She's the waiter or waitress and the, the Biden, you know, the chief of staff and, and, and President Biden himself and the, the White House leadership. Honestly, I just think they're. They're lost. The, his approval ratings are in the in the high 30s now. Well, 30, I- I've seen I've seen as low as 37. Yeah, it's it, bad. It's bad. It's I, I, and again, there, so many polls came out this past week. But seventy-seven percent of Americans think the country's in the wrong direction. Well, I, they always say that, though. I mean, you know, come on. No, when they Trump, don't. When Trump, I mean, by the time Trump was, you know, after the, all the issues with the Ukraine, I mean, here's how you know it's the bad. Same way. There's infighting within his own White House. There's leaks coming out of his own administration. But that happened with Trump. I mean, come on. That that happened. So now you're comparing Trump. See, this is what I mean. So, like, Biden is a disaster right now. (laughs) I mean, if you flashed to three years ago, four years ago, we were saying the same thing about it. I mean, to some degree, this is always politics. They always, they're always leaking stories. Obama, even George W., Clinton, none of them are in this position. None of them. Sorry, they weren't. Okay. Listen, I want him to succeed. He's not helping himself. He he just like 
I mean, even I said this last week, even Chris Murphy, you know, who the senator who seems to have gotten the bipartisan uh, agreement on, on some gun reform, basically told him, stop meddling. Like, you're going to screw this up. His timing on what he says is off. He, he I don't know. It, it's just, it's just not, it's not going well right now. It really isn't. And I think what you're seeing now, honestly, is somebody who ran for president multiple times, lost multiple times, certainly lost the first two primaries. Uh, thank goodness for South Carolina came at the right time for, for Joe Biden and basically won because he was not Trump. And I think the Dems are going to get crushed in the midterm, absolutely crushed. You know, I'm, I'm thinking 30, 40, maybe 50 house seats switch. Oh, my God. That'd be like huge. Uh, like 63. Probably... Obama lost. Obama was a 48 percent approval in okay. his first year, first midterm and lost 63 seats. Oof. I mean, this could be this could be with all the retirements and the gerrymandering and the redistricting and all that stuff. It could be 40, 50, 60 seats. I do think, and not because of anything the administration has done, but because I think the Republicans have put up some very weak candidates for Senate, Arizona, Pennsylvania, you know, I mean, listen, Dr. Oz, I'm not saying he's a smart guy, but I don't think he's not the strongest candidate. I don't think to run against Fetterman. And then certainly Herschel Walker in Georgia. We'll see where that goes against Warnock. The Dems could hold on to the Senate, which, frankly, if the Republicans put up, you know, center center right, you know, candidates, I I think the Senate would have been gone too. So we'll, we'll we'll see where that goes. But the approval ratings have to get up. He's got he has to move. Hey, listen, I, I t- think it's going to be bad. I mean, you know, most, we- most of my most of the people, you know, they're, they're they're they voted for Biden and they're just like scratching their head. Like, what is going on here? I mean, he looks old. He looks frail. Well, that he, part. He, he, it's just tough. It's tough optics right now. It and it's tough. not just messaging. There, there, there's policy concerns. There's wrong things at the wrong time. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, switching to sports real quick. Some controversy again with the Washington Commanders this week. Oh, did, give me the tea. What's going on? Did, did we talk about this already today? Um, Jack Del Rio? Well, yeah, yeah. But you didn't finish. Oh. You just oh, you yeah. kind of brought kinda it up. But we gears. Yeah. Oh, we, we shift gears about to the hearings. Right, right, right. God, I can't even remember anymore. So <laughs> uh, Jack Del Rio in a press conference uh, defensive coordinator for the commanders. Uh, he was a Trump supporter. Uh, that's known. Said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, said that the uh, events of January 6th was nothing more than a dust-up, quote, and compared it to all the violence after the George Floyd, um, after the George Floyd murder, the murder of George Floyd, uh, and, you know, the rioting and the burning of some buildings and Clearly, that went too far, right? Yeah, you know, there were some peaceful protests, sure. but there's also some very violent protests at that time. So he was trying to, you know, he was trying to compare the two and said that 
in comparison, the January 6th was mostly a dust up. Obviously just got crushed on social media and in the press. And, you know, he actually doubled down the next day. Then he eventually had to apologize. Like, you know how you know, we've seen this, you know, rodeo before the show, you know, double down, then had to apologize, obviously forced by the team and then was fined 100,000. But the team made it clear that he wasn't fine for the free speech. Okay. For giving his opinion. He was fine for causing the team controversy. Okay. Putting the team in a, in a bad light. And, and creating, you know, controversy that otherwise, if he had kept his mouth shut, would not have happened. So, you know, because you do have coaches out there, you know, um, Steve Kerr, you know, comes to mind, coach of the Golden State very Warriors. Very outspoken, very outspoken. Very, yeah. Says a lot. Very on the progressive liberal side, says a lot, says, and again, so you got to be careful you know, coaches and players should be allowed to say certain things. Well, does Steve Kerr ever get fined? Has he ever been fined? Has he ever been reprimanded? Has he ever? I, been... I don't believe so because I think most, my guess is the team and others kind of agree, agree with him. With, so then right. it's okay. So that's what I'm saying. I think you got to be careful. But at the same time, the commanders have so much crap going on right now. The stadium issues, the, the, oh, the Dan the, Snyder, the, I mean, the Dan Snyder issues. I, I, Come on, Jack, shut up. Like, what are you, what are you calling it a dust up? Like, well, just anyway. So more commander stuff this week, uh, which was, which was, you know, unforced again, or should, you know, should, should not have, have come, should not have been an issue, I should say. Um, okay. You know, cause I want to ask you about baseball umpires um, and then we'll, we'll go back to the PGA yeah. live, live stuff. But I did want to tell there's, there's two things about crime that are kind of mm-hmm. trending one locally in our area, a lot of problems in Loudoun County yes. when it, so this was kind of like an unprecedented move where a judge has basically removed um, the district attorney there, basically essentially just coming out and saying that the district attorney's office literally covered up yeah. like crimes against a guy that was accused of burglary. Like, like literally the, I mean, kind of unprecedented. Yeah. So actually it's a Fox five. Lindsay Watts has been all over the story. Fox five. Yeah. Uh, it is unprecedented, but the Virginia attorney general is backing the move by the judge. So clearly there there's seems to be a reason that she was, they call her the Commonwealth's attorney in Loudoun County, I think is, her, her actual title and uh yeah i mean to remove to remove the, the the district attorney in loudon county overseeing a case so now it looks like the uh the the state's attorney is gonna take it over or can or or be involved in it um yeah very very and it, the story just keeps going on and on and uh it's very interesting. I mean, I, it's, 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 I mean, but you know, why? Why? Do, I mean, do you think this is this isn't this is crazy? And it also talks about you know, of course, last week we know that Chesa Bowden in San Francisco, uh, the very progressive, you know, um, district attorney there was recalled. Um, you know, and I mean, San Francisco, you can't get any more liberal than San Francisco. I mean, they have had it, I guess, you know, I mean, this guy who came in, no cash bails. I mean, all kinds of things that at least if you follow the media, 
you think that really progressive cities want. They yeah. obviously don't want. I mean, they're they're you know, you even had Gavin Newsom come out and say, well, this I could see the writing all on the wall that San Francisco residents are so tired of this. They're tired of their streets are disgusting and dirty. You got homelessness issue everywhere. The crimes through the roof. What do you what? make of I mean, I just I, I can't believe I mean. Are we going to go back in the other direction? I cannot believe these district attorneys, these Loudoun County, you know, attorneys, I mean, almost like going out of their way to help criminals. It's really weird. It is really weird. And I think, you know, it's and we've talked about this. It's reform gone too far. And then you get in progressive, very progressive individuals. in. And listen, and they're. There's nuance with everything that we've talked about. You know, it's like the defund the police mantra, right? I would say 90% of those who used it or said it probably didn't truly mean defund the police. But that's what they said, right? And that's how it was taken. And then that had a cascading effect on police morale and other things. Then you throw in the no bail laws, which honestly, I as I mentioned, <clears throat> you know, Bail reform was needed. You had a disproportion of, you know, non-wealthy, poor, lower means individuals, mostly black, who would be in prison wait, awaiting trial because they could not afford bail, right? But but there has to be degrees of it. Violent offenders, you have people committing crimes throughout the night that night. And that, again, creates... A, a dilemma for the police and 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 lack of confidence in in the prosecuting offices and so forth and it just becomes us versus them and you, yeah, as you mentioned san francisco out la has one philadelphia has one i mean even the mayor of philadelphia i mean philadelphia has a, has had an unbelievable run of crime right the mayor of Philadelphia, who's extremely liberal, was even criticizing the Philadelphia district attorney for being even more progressive than him. So, you know, it, it, it clearly went too far in some cities. And now it has to come back. It's like when, you know, schools got rid of SRO officers and now they're putting him back. But what do you do you think the Democratic Party is really taking like a warning about this? Like, do you think no. that they're OK? You don't think they're paying attention? You, well, you when think you say that, the party, I think, listen, I think certain Democratic governors, mayors, yes, are. I think the party in general. I think the appeasement of the progressives has cost the Democrats immensely over several years. And. I think they try to walk a fine line and I think it's her Joe Biden as well. You know, uh, you know, stick to your convictions. This country is center left. It used to be center right. I think it's now center left, certainly center left on social issues, probably center right, maybe on fiscal issues. Uh, it's not a progressive country and it's not a right wing country. There's of course there's aspects of that everywhere. Sure, right? sure. You're never gonna get and, rid and listen, of that. Yeah. You could you could criticize the Republican Party for in essence being anti democracy, yeah, right? Anti, you know, still 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 appeasing Trump's big lie and so forth. But then you have progressives who literally wouldn't put one person in jail, who would have zero police or very few police. So 
like this country's in the middle. And, you know, I think until we elect those who are in the middle and then create bipartisan policy, you know, maybe it's happening. Maybe it's starting to happen. Right. But I think that is the frustration with President Biden, because that's what he ran on. Right. He said, quote, I am not a progressive. I am not a liberal. Right. And. I know it sucks. All our politicians lie. It's so shitty. They make all these promises and then they, you know, get in. And and then I've said this before, you know, with all the redistricting for, for congressional districts, you know, and I've heard this number in multiple places. You you only have about 18% of the House seats that are truly up for grabs every year. You know, for the most part, 82% are either going to go to Republican or Democrat. And not only that, if you're a Congress per- person who wins and you don't, and you want to fight and you want to vote with your conscience or, 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 or what you truly believe, but you're not in lockstep with leadership, don't 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 primary you in another year because you got to start running basically the minute you're elected every two years. They'll primary you with a more right wing or more left wing candidate. They'll throw a ton of money at them. They'll say you voted for this and uh, and you're out. You're a one term congressperson. So or, or you'll just step away and not even run again. Right. So, you know, um, I don't know. It's crazy. Crazy times. Crazy, crazy times. Frustrating. Um, what other things do you want to talk about in sports? You were tweeting about um, umpires in <laughs> baseball. Uh, terrible. Okay. Just terrible. And, and in what way? You almost kind of made it sound like the umpires like almost want to like have these godlike complexes or something. They when do. It comes to- they okay. do. Like you know, I listen. I think NBA refs, some of them, and Major League Baseball umpires, some of them are similar. Where they sometimes they think they're bigger than the game. Okay. Right. With their antics, throwing people out of the game, um, just bad calls. The strike zone has gotten more, you know, listen, you know, from, from umpire to umpire, the strike zone could be wildly different. Like that has to, they have to figure that out. Uh, and I, they're showing up players, they're showing up coaches. It's just, it's got, it has, I, I believe in sports, it has to stop. And then obviously the big news also has been over the last several weeks to live. Yeah, what do you? What's tournament. your prediction, by the way? I mean, just throwing out. Some, I mean, do you think this so much controversy? Do you think this is going to work? This live tour, and I mean, isn't the PGA saying right as of now these guys aren't welcome back? You know, um, yeah. You know, DeChambeau. The, the, the U.S. Open, though, USGA, I should say, said they're that they're welcome to play this week. I haven't. I should know this, but I don't. I don't know who who is playing that was on the live tour last week in the U.S. Open this week. But um, do I think it's going to work? No. But I'm not sure what the goal is, right? Is the goal to create a world tour where the PGA and the European PGA and the Asian tour become like what the tennis, what tennis has? where it's just a world tour. There's one tour, maybe. Uh, listen, I think there's, as I've always said, you know, multiple things I think are can be true. I think the live tour just throwing a ton of money run by Saudis, you know, very questionable there. Uh, it's a, it's actually a money cash grab. Is that terrible for someone 
you know, who's in their late thirties or just trying to get started to grab a guaranteed $150,000 payday, even if they finished 54th, you know, last dead. Last. So, you know, a person who finishes last dead last on the PJ tour probably only makes around six grand. The person who finished last last mm. week on the live tour made 110, I believe. Yeah, that's what a lot of people make an right? entire Plus year. Plus there's guarantee so, salaries. Yeah. So listen, people have been saying for the year that the PJ Tour is, um, what's the word? Just obnoxious, right? Like they're mon- they're all about money themselves, right? So this this whole now they're you know the you know they're they're the moral high ground versus Saudi Arabia. Yes, of course. But at the same time, you know. Should there be a minimum salary? If you make the tour, if you're one of the, you qualify for the tour coming off the corn ferry, should you make 150,000 guaranteed? Should you have medical coverage? Should you have certain expenses paid by the PGA? Should there be a pool of money for the top players who, listen, people aren't coming to see the 143rd ranked player to a PGA tour stop in, you know, outside of Chicago. They're going to see the top players. Should they get more of the, even if they don't win, should they get a guaranteed, in essence, appearance fee for that tour or a guaranteed sum of money or a percentage of the gate? Yes, they should. They are the driving force, not the PGA. Right. Right. So people watch golf to watch the golfers, pure, pure and simple. Right. So I think the PGA should be better, should share more of the revenue, should pay the players some sort of guaranteed salary and other perks and benefits. Uh, hey, you know, these, these young, young players, they're going to these events. They lose money if they don't make the cut. I know it is. It is so hard. I mean, I, I see it both ways and it does, you know, you would hope that you'd have the integrity to say no. I mean, Jamal Khashoggi's widow came out. Yeah, and, she, and listen, there's two different things with her. The, the PJ could be better, but I, the, to me, the answer is not this tool, right? It's some, it's something it's hard, else. It, it's a, it's a, it's a conceptually, it's a combination. I think of the both. You want the world's best players playing together. You want the, I think the rep more of the revenue going being being distributed to, to the golfers, especially the ones who are bringing the the fans to In, walk through that sure. gate, right? And getting the TV contracts, right? So, uh, I don't. I think it's the models. Be- I think the model is broken. And could this? And listen, the, the Saudis have problem. You know, they may never run out of money. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. To, to say it won't last, I think, is, is you know, I'm not sure about that. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. So. Um, all right, Patrick, anything right. else or we'll see you next week? We'll see you next week. And if um, if the Supreme Court rules on, on those yes. two major cases, we'll try to tape a little uh, update at the top before we uh, post this later today. All right, perfect. Where can people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. All right, Patrick, we'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.